This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. You're listening to a section of the LibriVox NaNoWriMo project, in which a number of LibriVox volunteers write and record a whole novel together in serial form during November 2006. The project is based on the idea started by the National Novel Writing Month. Mystery of the Public Domain, Chapter 30C Written by Alan Drake of Long Branch, New Jersey Recorded by Alan Drake HTTP www.blog.aimless.com Post Title All's Well That Ends Well, or There's Nothing Like a Dame. Posted by Chinchilla on 15 December 2006. Private Posting, Draft 004. Well, it's been two weeks since the Mediterranean brouhaha. If life hadn't been confusing, mixed up enough over those first befuddling three weeks, the trip to and visit on Lampedusa took the cake. God, am I glad it's over with. Don't know why I'm bothering to write this. It's like responding to letters from a non-existent fan club. The No Fans for Trevor Ames non-fan club. Tracy suggested I work through things. Typing would be good therapy. Dr. Holstein said it wouldn't hurt. It's not as if three days a week with good old Dr. Cow has gone to naught. I think I'm getting a handle on it. Well, I'm thinking I'm getting a handle on it. Tracy, of course, doesn't need therapy. She's back home in Ithaca with Michael and the kids, and everything's as normal as it can be. Her normal? How can anything be normal back in Ithaca? Well, I guess it's better being Odysseus than Oedipus. Oedipus Nix. I have Pierre and Grayson. Like I need guys around me. Ugh like I need a woman around me. If only... No, I am not going there. Yet, it's still too soon to make that real, typing it or not. I've got to get away from computers and typing and making recordings of 19th century poetry that no one listens to. I've got to get a life! Now, I've heard that cultural message too many times lately. Life's degenerated into an inanimate relationship with U.S. cable television. Yes, here I am, back on the Hudson. What the hell am I going to do in this place? With this place? Maybe I can sell it to Donald Trump. No, even he couldn't afford it. It's not that it isn't beautiful. It's magnificent compared to any place I've lived in in Britain. But now all the trees have lost their leaves. When I look up through the spindly branches, the sky is gray. Hey, that's not too bad. The wording, I mean. If I vowed not to record any more poems, maybe I should start writing them. The trees lose their leaves. Branches against the gray-gray sky. Plop! A cuneiform cylinder bites the dust. Crikey! I want a poem, and the first thing that pops into my head is, 
This poem is in the public domain, bugger. Maybe I should start taking up hiking in the Catskills. And Grandmother Theresia gone. It'll be a while before I can talk about that as well. For now, I'll tell the background. The short of it. She's gone. Enough? Left us while watching her beloved loggerhead scamper for the sea. Pierre said she encouraged the stragglers, cheering them on like Olympian champions. She was instrumental in making certain Rabbit Island remained, at the very least, the last egg-laying site on Italy for the loggerhead sea turtle. I am proud of her. Very. No one will ever know what she's done for this planet. My secretive great-great-grandmother. I— And Aunt Fulvia, joining a bowling team— she doesn't waste time. Now, you would think, there's someone who needs therapy, needs a close connection with people. I'm hoping she'll be all right. She surprised me the most. Or maybe I surprised myself. How quickly, instantly, I forgave her everything. There is something to walking in someone else's moccasins. Grandma T was right. Clichés and all... Anyway, I guess I should get to it. I am, I really am, here, now, I'm doing it. Look at me. Watch these dancing fingers do their thing. All alone, me, a beautiful Mac, in the homeland of the Mac, and me talking to myself, being my own rooting section. Type it down, Trevor. Express yourself. Be real. Be realistic. Face the facts in plain black and white. Etc., etc., etc. Crap. Odysseus and Oedipus weren't enough. Now I have Yule Brenner in my living room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tracy, Theresia, Dr. Holstein, even Fulvia, all saying the same thing. Spell it out and let it go. Beat me on the head, will you? Let it go. I wish I could let it go. Jeez, now that I think of it, even my grandfather Topolis hit me with the same bloody message. You have to step out. Face it, you have intimacy issues, Trevor. That's hysterical. you got to be kidding. It's like beating a dead horse deader. Don't you see? Becky's gone. What are they thinking? Ah, uh, yes, the caper, as Tracy and I eventually came to call it. It turned out to be very simple. Not difficult at all. Simple as hell. It was suddenly over. We all looked at each other, shrugged our shoulders, and laughed. Maybe that's what's not letting the old chinchilla roll off to rest. Maybe it's all just speed and momentum. You work to change the world, and then one morning, on your day off, nonetheless, you take your dog for a walk up the hill, little plastic baggie in one pocket, and hand wipes in the other, and suddenly you notice the world just went right ahead and beat you to it. It changed itself. You suddenly realize you're never really in control. But I have to believe I had some influence on things, on how things turned out. The trip to the airport was uneventful. 
The flight over was uneventful. I even got some sleep in the air. Setting in motion the disassembly of Global's master database was suddenly simple and uneventful. Little did I know it was a simple two-man operation. I was getting help. Landing in Lampedusa was uneventful. The trip to the villa uneventful. Seeing Grandfather Topolis was uneventful. Well, that's not altogether true. I have to say it was a shock to see him flipping channels in the villa great room, a cigar in one hand, a sucky martini in the other, and no one else. No one anywhere to be found. That's simple. That was a moment of supreme unsurety. And I suddenly realized why Grandmother Theresia wasn't there. It couldn't have just been the loggerheads of Rabbit Island. Sure, it was hatching time, and she had to do her thing. At a hundred whatever she is, she can do and say whatever she wished. I should live so long. And I very well might, oddly enough. But I'm suddenly ahead of myself. Top. Grandfather. Grandfather Top. Now, there is a tricky guy. Not that Grandmother T hadn't been secretively crafty herself, preparing, oh, I should say weaning, Tracy and me, while secretly plotting with her son. No, he wasn't dead. He was the mystery. The two of them, pulling, you know, fifty years of accumulated strings that she'd been craftily, secretly putting in place. And with her son... All along, my great-grandmother, my grandfather, the supreme followers of non-violence. Well, it hadn't been easy for him. I'm presuming he'll never tell. Posting as a jerk to the outside world, acting the puppet within. That has to be the world's longest planned sting. Thirty, forty, fifty years? From what he said... The taciturn bear, he walked the fence every day, trundling the catacombs and vaulted walls of Malta, skillfully, my words, avoiding harm to others. He took the credit for it. Credit? <laughs> how he must have been hated and feared, on all sides. He knew how to get the amygdala working. It's a wonder he remained alive. He knew of the cylinder and the DNA, even before we knew of DNA. Had to. That was what kept him alive, preventing his end to be as his father's was. And I see, I think, my mother's death as well. He couldn't help her. Family secrets. Everyone has them. A pitiful joke. But what about my father, Quentin Ames? I asked Top several times, in several ways, and he shrugged off each question. Was my father a good man? Did he get in someone's way? Did he die or disappear protecting Tracy and me, or Mom? What is Top protecting us from? The last I saw of Top was just before he and Pierre left for Rabbit Island Beach. Pierre returned with Grandma T's body. I asked Pierre about Top. He motioned his head to the cove below. The boat was gone. As I stood on the patio overlooking the Mediterranean, I thanked him. 
for his brilliant self-service, and for telling me to let go. Tears were in my eyes. Sometimes I expect you to pop up at any second, walk through the door, water-ski up the Hudson, skydive in on a big red sheet. It will never happen. I'm going to delete this. I have doubts, of course, but I also have work to do, work that finally makes sense to me. Goodbye, Rebecca. You knew I was writing to you, didn't you? What did I know? I understand now. Thank you, all. Here I've been trying to make sense of all of this for you, trying to help you get it. I know what I have to do. You'll forgive me, my love. I know you will. If in the middle of a busy workday, trying to green up the world Grandma T left in my care, in Tracy's care, if I meet someone overwhelmingly... If I meet someone overwhelmingly bright and funny and lovely, who can go forward with me, someone to talk with again, like I did once with you, thank you. I'm going to do this. Private. Draft. No comments. Delete. End of chapter 30C. The text and this recording are in the public domain.